Nocturnal Journal on a Saturday night, and thanks for hanging around. In the next hour, we're going to pay tribute to the Green uh, City Market. We're also going to talk about Bernie's Book Bank. But thanks for hanging on. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of people are talking about the moon, but we're going to talk about Woodstock and our friends uh, Canned Heat. And on the phone, we have Fido de la Para. How are you? Okay, happy to be here. Well, thanks. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and thanks for waiting. This is a big treat for me, because I, I grew up on a lot of your music. Um, and you're going to be, right, I'm going to go right off the bat, you're going to be at Heroes of Woodstock with Big Brother and the Holding Company. That's tomorrow, a little matinee, 5 o'clock, at the Arcata Theater, 105 East Main Street in uh, downtown St. Charles. I'm really looking forward to the show. So what's, what's new with Canteen? You're the senior member. You're probably the last surviving guy, right? Well, Larry Taylor is with us, and he's also an original member. Okay. Larry Taylor, the mole. Oh, the mole. And what the was your mole. nickname? You all had nicknames. Yes, that was part of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, and what was your nickname? Well, Fido is already a nickname. Okay. Fido is short for Adolfo, which is my real name. Okay. And where are you from originally? I'm from Mexico City. Oh, And so how'd you join the band? About 67, right? In 1967, yeah, towards the end of the year. And how'd you I, find I them? You were in another in this band. Country around '68. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in '66. And uh, I was lucky enough, and I guess the kind of music that I was already familiar with is just what those guys were looking for, you know. And uh, we met, and we clicked right in, and had a nice audition, a nice rehearsal, and they asked me if I wanted to join the band. And I answer, I was born to play with canned heat. <laughs> I mean, were you... They like that sense of commitment. Well, yeah. Uh, now, these guys, um, Bob Hyde and Alan Wilson, who both passed away in, in dramatic fashion, but um, they really were seeped in blues and a lot of Chicago blues. Oh, yeah, what was they your were back... experts, not only of Chicago blues, they were experts in country blues and in jazz. Yeah. You know, musicologists and experts, you know, in music, record collectors. Uh, this kind of music was their life. And what was your... Did you have a background in blues? What type of music were you playing? Well, I mean, I actually grew up in Mexico City from a middle-class family. My father really loved American music and American culture. And he used to take me to watch movies about American musicians. He always liked the swing and the jazz era. And that's where, how I started into that kind of music. You know, he would take me to see movies like the Benny Goodman story or the Glenn Miller story, you know. Uh, some great movies that were made in the late 50s and early 60s. And uh, that, that started me going. Then finally, Bill Haley and the Comets came to Mexico for the first time. I guess it was in 1959, 1958. And my dad took me to see them. And I was totally captivated with that kind of music. It was something brand new. You know, you have to understand that rock and roll didn't exist before that. Uh -huh. And we were like the first generation that understood and appreciated 
that kind of music, and it was just a wonderful experience, you know, to hear people like, like Bill Haley and the Comets live playing that new music that came from the north. <laughs> yeah. um, can't heat. I mean, you were at Woodstock. What do you? Yes. What, what are your memories of Woodstock? Well, I pretty much remember everything because I didn't take the brown acid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Uh, the, the MC t- warning all the audience, please stay away from the brown acid. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is that by the time he gave that announcement, it was a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people already had taken the brown acid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But anyway, I was one of the one of the ones that didn't, and uh, I've had a good memory. Thank God, my genes are happening still. I enjoy good health, and I have a good memory. And uh, not only that, but I wrote a book called "Living the Blues." Yeah, I want to. And I I talk about my experience in Woodstock there on the on the first chapter because that is the question I've been asked most from everybody and I figure I might as well write a book and put a whole chapter on my experience my personal experience on Woodstock from the moment I woke up until the moment I collapsed around midnight well um, we got to take a break already for the news but one quick question before we break did Bloomfield play with you guys at Woodstock Michael Bloomfield no but he did play with us a week before a week before a week before he sat in with us and that's when Harvey Mandel joined the band, too. Chicago guy, yeah, Harvey yes, Mandel. Yes, both of them Chicago guys and both highly respected uh, guitar players. Okay, well, um, I'm going to ask you to hang on for a little bit after the news. We're going to talk about Woodstock this year. I know you guys are going to be in the neighborhood. And then uh, I want to talk about some of the history of the band and uh, Alan Wilson's great love of the blues and uh, stuff you're doing today. So um, don't go away on Nocturnal Journal and Can't Eat on WGN. We will stand every boy. Welcome back to this Nocturnal Journal. Yeah. <laughs> Wilbert Harrison cover. I tell you, I listened to all this stuff. I was listening to historical figures today and in, in, uh, prepping for the interview. I, I don't know if we'll have time to get to all my questions, but my friends, uh, Canned Heat, and that's uh, Fido de la Parra on drums. And um, what can people expect tomorrow? Heroes of Woodstock, Sunday, July 21st at 5 p.m., Arcata <laughs> Theater. How many in St. Charles? How many people are in the band? Four. Four. Okay. Just the quartet. Okay. And uh, you cover hits, new stuff? What? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You you will hear all the canned heat hits. And then a little, a few things that we just play, you know, to educate a little bit, too. Uh-huh. First, of course, we play the hit records so people can identify with us and, and you know, feel part of it. And, and then we play some stuff that... Uh, we are some some new stuff and stuff that is not quite as known, but it is very good. Yeah. From different records, I mean, we have so many CDs and so many records, you know. But we usually uh, we usually make a mix of of songs that are known and songs that are not so known. But it usually works out really good, and people love it, and they have a great time. Uh, Canned Heat, we were talking before the show. Ernie, our engineer, says it sounds like a 1970s uh, jail film, but tell the listeners where the name came from for the band. Oh, the Canned Heat. Yeah. Well, during, during Provision, uh, 
the, the poor people in the South, uh, blacks or whites, used to buy sterno, which is the, you know that stuff they use in the cans to keep food warm in the hotels and the restaurants. The little sterno cans that are made of solid alcohol. That is real canned heat. So what they used to do during provision, they used to squeeze that solid alcohol through a handkerchief or a sock and mix it with Orange Crush or Coca-Cola and drink it. And, of course, they will catch a buzz. But <laughs> that was a very dangerous thing to do because it will make you blind or actually kill you. It was. It is it is uh, solid alcohol, and it is industrial alcohol. It is not to be drank. So canned heat was really the drink of the desperate. Yeah, yeah, boy. Um, historical figures, I was talking about that. Was that the first album after Alan passed away? Alan died at age 27. Well, actually, the, the album, the first album that came out after Alan passed away was Hooker and Heat. Okay, John Lee Hooker. That's the last album that features Alan there, and, you know, he's doing a great job in the harmonica and all that. But Alan didn't get to see the, the final product. We mixed it already after his, uh, after his death. Talk a little about Alan. I mean, uh, there's probably a generation who's maybe not that familiar with him. He died a long time ago. But, I mean, he worked with John Fahey on uh, Charlie... Patton thesis at UCLA. Charlie Patton's book, yes, yeah. on the thesis. That's how John Fahey flew Alan from Boston to Los Angeles to help him out with the book he was writing about Charlie Patton. Mm -hmm. Alan was, a, as I said earlier, an expert and a musicologist, and he was friends with John Fahey, and he, he had the understanding of Charlie Patton's music to be able to put it in paper and make it understandable for people that were reading that book, you know, because uh, Charlie Patton's music is not really that simple. You know, it's a, it's a very original blues, but it has uh, different measurements and different nuisance. So Alan was the, the perfect person for John to get together with and write that book about Charlie Patton. And that's how, that's, uh, in that visit is when he met Bob Hyde, Bob Hyde the Bear. He, the was bear. Working in a, he was working in a record store, and, and that's how they met. They were both record collectors and blues lovers, and that's how they got together. And eventually, they originated the idea of making a band called Canned Heat. The, the original Canned Heat was really just a, a jock band, as they called it, yeah. from, the, from the 20s, you know, with a big bottle and the kazoo and all those uh, the different uh, acoustic instruments, you know. It was fun, but it was not a professional band. As time went on, they decided to become more and more professional, and that's when they hired Henry Vestine and Larry Taylor and myself, which we were more stage people, you know, we were already professional musicians. Um, boy, there's debate about Alan's death. Was it a, a, a barbiturates by accident or was it a suicide? Well, you know, I, it, there are several theories about that. Uh -huh. I, I wish you would read my book about it because I, I explain uh, very clearly how it happened and the versions that we have from our manager, Skip Taylor, who is the first person that found Alan's body, and then from the reports from the police, etc. The main issue is that Alan already was uh, depressed. He was not feeling very good. He was 
one of the first environmentalists I ever met, and he was very worried about the state of the earth and what we're doing to it. And that was happening 40, 50 years ago. Imagine what Alec will say now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, with the global warming and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of things I was going to ask you about the way things are now. Um, we actually have a caller here. Dave wants to know who the lead vocals were in Let's Work Together. That's Bob. Bob that's Hyde, Hyde the Bear. Yeah, yeah. The Bear. Bob Hyde the Bear does the lead vocals. That's, that's his only hit song on the band. The other two hits going up the country and on the road again were sang by Alan. And is Dr. John on piano? On, uh, Dr. John features on piano on many of our songs, many more yeah. songs. He features on three or four of our LPs. In uh, Christmas Blues, he features in, in the Scat. He plays in, in the first record, too, the Owl song, uh, the Slow Blues. Uh, a lot of stuff with, with Dr. John. Every time we needed a piano player, we would call Dr. John. But there, there is a couple of songs where we used other piano players, too, like uh, Joe Sample, for example. But, uh, but Mac Rabinak was one of our favorites. I was, like I said, uh, all the snap, crackle, pops of the vinyl I never got rid of. Uh, Rockin' with the King, that's, that's maybe a deep cut, but you did that with Little Richard, right? That was great, because, you know, we always admire Little Richard. If you hear the early Little Richard before he became a, a rock and roll star, he was pretty much a blues singer himself. And some of the early records show it, you know. And uh, so we always loved Little Richard, and it was the, our chance to actually make a record with him. And it was a very fun session. It was uh, very live, and, uh, and we had a great time singing about the king of rock and roll. At the time, he was always appearing on TV and calling himself the king of rock and roll and telling everybody to shut up. You remember, yeah. shut up, <laughs> yeah. I'm the king of rock and roll. So we decided to do that song in his honor and have him play with us. Yeah. So it, it was a wonderful experience. Are you, uh, boy... The band is notorious for a lot of wild living and, and a lot of strange passing aways and stuff. Are you surprised you're still with us? I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then, then in many ways, I didn't abuse myself, and I didn't do a lot of the crazy, silly stuff the other guys did. And I, you know, I didn't indulge in hard drugs. Uh, very little, you know. Just the, the, just a little pot now and then, and, and that's the way I kept going. And never drank too much, never smoked too much. I try to keep myself in shape, you know, do some yoga. And also the fact of playing drums and playing on the stage can be a very healthy uh, experience, you know. Uh, performing on the stage can be an aerobic exercise. And uh, unfortunately, many performers just make a destructive thing by drinking too much or doing hard drugs and all that and destroying themselves. Because actually performing... As I said earlier, it's a great exercise and a way to stay fit and stay alive. We got a couple minutes left. I want to I want to wrap it up with how people can find your book. Is there? A, I'm going to be at the well, show. Well, you can yeah. find it in Amazon, but it's going to be a lot a lot more expensive in Amazon. So please go to our website, www.canheatmusic.com. By the way, I just signed a deal with Mike Judge. You know, the famous oh, yeah. uh, producer, film film director. Yeah. 
I just signed a deal with him, and he's going to be making a movie out of my book. Is he really? Yeah, Mike well, Judge. What a perfect person to make a movie about a crazy band like Kane. Will it be like the animation stuff he did with the country music uh, No, stuff? no. I asked him if he wanted to do an animation thing like the Tales from the Tour Boss. Yeah, right. But, but uh, he said no. He wants to make a future film. I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm a big rock and roll fan. I can't think of anybody with a more colorful history than Canned Heat. Really, well, you, you, you guys make the, the Stones or, look like you the more. Where you see the movie that Mike Judge makes, and then you really know it. <laughs> and uh, last thing, and then we'll let you go. You are going to be at. Uh, I know you're not going to be at this one Woodstock that fell apart, but I was talking to your manager today. You're going to be at the one in Marion, Iowa. Yes, we're Woodstock. doing all the Woodstocks there are, except the original 50th that was supposed to happen, but I guess they they got disorganized, then they lost their permits, then I believe they had way too many acts, they maybe got a little bit greedy and ambitious, and they had 90 acts, and they were expecting too many people, and many of those cities, including Long Island and New York, they just didn't want, you know, 100,000 people in their towns. Uh, you don't have to provide a bathroom and food and water and all that stuff, uh, security, all that. It, it, it looks like a nightmare to them, you know, and, and, and that's why the, uh, Michael Lang couldn't, uh, couldn't get the permits. And there were some other problems there. I'm not very familiar with the details, but uh, I'm disappointed that the big one didn't happen. But there are several other smaller well, events, yeah. like the one tomorrow, and we are gonna, we're going to rock. Okay. Um, Ro, you've never heard me so excited about a guest, have you? In the I time haven't, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm such a fan of the band. You're such a great interview, and I'm excited about the Mike Judge thing. That's I can hardly wait yeah, for that. Yeah, that's, I wanted to mention that because, yeah. you know, I admire Mike, too, and my book has been out since 1997. It's a self-published book, but it's been translated several languages, and it has sold quite well just in my website. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, I, a, a year ago, I received this phone call from Mike, and, and he tells me who he is, and I go, oh my God, I admire you, I love Beavis and Butthead and all that, and he says, I read your book and I love it, and I want to sign you, and that's where the whole thing started. Okay, my friend, this has been great, Adolfo de la Parra from Canned Heat, and we're going to see you tomorrow, I'm going to come out for the show. Great, and that we'll is it for the you. Arcata Theater, uh, Sunday at 5 o'clock, 105 East Main Street, uh, St. Charles, Illinois. So thanks for joining us tonight. Okay, we'll see you out there, Dave. Come okay. have a beer with us. Okay, I will. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. And we'll be back with more after this on WGN.